everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Josh. And with the four of us all together again, we'll get to the baseball stuff in a second, but I think it's something we need to do first. Josh, you just moved from Dallas to Kansas City, so I think it's the, about time we had our a big debate. Where's the best barbecue? Well, I moved from Shreveport to Kansas City. Shreveport definitely ain't got the best barbecue. Shreveport I'll tell you that right now. Best barbecue. <laughs> but Evan, you were in South Carolina. Carolina says they have the best barbecue. They do. Texas says they, do say they have the best barbecue. Kansas City know. does. As of right now, I'm still a, a, a Texas brisket man. In fairness, I don't think he's had barbecue here yet. Except How once. dare you? I've had barbecue several times here. That's all people want to take me to. <laughs> Josh, I never see you. Yeah, that's true. He's too busy eating barbecue. I've been here for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you were gone for some of it. Yeah, they took me to barbecue the first day and then the other day. Where'd you, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Gosh, I can't even remember what the name was. There's a place like up north. Um, You're going to have to be more specific. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. While Josh looks that up, I mean, my official stance on barbecue is that I just I just love trying different regional takes. Same. On barbecue. My favorite barbecue is Alabama mayonnaise-based barbecue. Oh God. I no, was wondering God. if that no, was going please. to be a dark God. horse. No, please. Okay, man. Dunk my head into the Hellman's jar. Yes, Josh? They took uh, – my coworkers took me to Smokehouse Barbecue. Oh, my God. That place, that place sucks dick for quarters. Okay. Well, we're good with that then. My God! Fine. And then uh, his new coworkers hate him. Basically, your boss is hates you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and it's then the uh, smokehouse—they're probably laughing their asses off after you left for the day. Then Friday, I went to Char Bar. Oh my God! Sport. You just keep making horrible choices. <laughs> yeah, Josh is in Kansas City, so we have GTPDD Midwest uh, branch going Ready city strong. On Earth, baby, going strong. I'm glad to hear you say that, Josh. I love it. It's I'm phenomenal. Glad you, I'm glad to hear wow. you say that. Hopefully, we we'll have to hang out soon. Some of the that concludes the uh, GTPDD KC uh, segment. Take it to Royals game, but they're so bad. <laughs> uh, well, hey, listen. They blew a six-run lead in the eighth. Oof. I'm telling you, it's because they haven't called up Parker Bates yet from high A. <laughs> high A. <laughs> Comes in and smashes five grand salamis in a single inning. I mean, it, it very well could happen. I yeah, guess. Uh, I mean, Speaking. you never know until you try yeah. Kansas City. And, I'm just and saying. I guess if, if Kansas City doesn't improve, their team may get moved. And I guess a location for an MLB franchise would be Charlotte. And Charlotte is who Tech played this weekend. Yes. Long walk to that one, but it's, I guess, a transition. So what's going on with Charlotte? Yeah, so that's who Tech played this past weekend. I guess you can still call it a weekend. It was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday matchup because it's the last week of the year for the regular season schedule. So it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, but first came Thursday, and that game didn't go too well. The unusual Thursday night baseball game started pretty well for the Bulldogs, though, thanks to a two-run George Corona home run and a perfect three frames from Cade Gibson that led Tech to a 2 to nothing lead through the first third of this game. That sounds great. Yeah, so far so good, but Cade Gibson lost his edge in the fourth. Oh, God. Yeah, you, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lost his <laughs> He shut him down in order uh, through nine batters, and then the second time around, uh, they lost, were ready. They were lost, ready. Yeah. Lost control of his motor functions. <laughs> that, that may explain this. A single, a walk, a double, a single, a single, and a double before he finally gets his first out. Good uh, lord. Sounds like my McDonald's order. <laughs> 
and a six piece. Finally, oh. Ryan Hartland comes in to limit the damage, but it was already five to two 49ers. Ooh. Ryan Hartland's a guy we've talked about all year, and he stayed in for the next couple innings, but his struggles as of late continued in this one. He was the lights out guy through the middle of the season, but lately he's been good, but not great. He gave up two runs in the fifth and two more in the sixth, and suddenly it's nine to two Charlotte. Taylor Young adds a solo home run in the seventh, but that's just not enough. Uh, two more runs for Charlotte in that bottom of the seventh inning, and Tech drops the opener eleven to two. Yeah, I mean that uh, that Thursday game didn't go so well, but you know Tech has been very good in game twos of series so far this year. Now, right? So normally yesterday on, was yesterday was Thursday. Today it's Friday. Sunday comes afterwards. I think is the <laughs> Sunday <laughs> um, is today, uh, dude. There's a music festival in Stop. Arlington at no. some point later this month, and I shit you not, Rebecca Black is one of the people on the list. She played, oh my God. She played DC not too long ago. And I was like, there's no way that this is the same person. I'm pretty sure she's coming here too and sold it out. Is the it is the same person. She, this, she does tour now. Josh, uh, go to see Rebecca Black with me. Okay, let's do it. R- I mean, R- she's, R- playing, she's playing Choctaw Stadium, a.k.a. the ballpark in Arlington. Uh, how <laughs> fucking how the ballpark in Arlington on her own? It's, she's playing at a at a music festival, so it's okay, not like thanks. just her. Okay, so yeah. anyway, Rebecca Black um, on her own, right? Is selling out, <laughs> selling out Choctaw Stadium. <laughs> in speaking, of se- speaking of selling out, how did we do on Friday against Charlotte? How is that speaking of selling out? I don't know. I'm just trying to steer it back. Well, we really needed to get the win, so we needed to do whatever it takes. You know, we sold out to get the win on Friday. Nathan, did we get there? We we did. Uh, Tech opened up the scoring early after a Taylor Young leadoff with a walk, and then he came around to score. The third inning was nearly identical. Taylor Young gets on with a walk and then comes around to score after a few singles. Two to nothing Tech. A failed pickoff attempt to a runner on third scored Charlotte's first run of the day. And the tying run from Charlotte in the fifth inning was also due to some antics, I guess. A drop a drop third strike, then an errant throw by Corona allows the 49er hitter to reach second base, and then a single brings him across the plate. It's a tied game at two. But the Bulldogs go on a run in the next half inning. Starting with Steel Netterville, Tech rattles off four straight singles to load the bases and score a run. Then a bases-loaded hit-by-pitch makes it four to two Bulldogs. Two batters later, Wade Elliott draws the full count walk to make it five to two. Tech puts across two more in the seventh and in the eighth, another bases loaded hit by pitch scores another Bulldog. And at the end of the day, Tech evens a series with an eight to three win in Charlotte on not a Saturday. They're able to win on a Friday. Finally. Thank God. Probably yeah. bump an RB in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we so excited. <laughs> Uh, well, that sounds great. Uh, I, I, we talk about the hitting, but evidently the pitching went pretty well too. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting. Kyle Krigger actually came in in what the, the fourth inning, the fifth inning here. Fifth inning. Yeah. Bases uh, loaded comes in and gets two outs to end the inning. I mean, yeah. high leverage situation. In, why use four there, and two thirds? Um, oh, so that ended up pitching four and two thirds. Yeah. Well, they, they yeah. use him there cause he has the bases loaded and uh, the bases loaded. Yeah. The fifth matters more than the ninth with of nobody course. on. Of course. Well, who ended up closing the game out? Kyle Gregor. He never left. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I guess I should have done the math. Yeah. So that uh, was his. Uh, wow. That was his uh, matched his season high uh, with four and two thirds inning innings pitched. Um, well, obviously he doesn't. I guess the, he doesn't get the win in that. Who gets the win? 
He did get the win. Oh, he did get the win. So they took the lead for good with while he was out there. Yes, because gotcha. it was tied after three, and this was in the okay. fourth. It was until gotcha. the fifth that they got the lead. Ryan Jennings, by the way, four and one third. Cal Krieger, four and two thirds. Ryan Jennings threw 84 pitches. Kyle Krieger only threw 55. Ooh, if you only threw 55 a, through four and two thirds, there's no a, reason to take you is, out. That is a bad motherfucker, man. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Royals, please draft Kyle Krieger. Yeah. You yeah. also, also in this game, in the Friday game, you had uh, Cole McConnell, George Corona, and Adarius Myers all had three hits in the game. So uh, not bad. Not bad from the plate. McConnell also had two RBIs, and Myers, one of his hits was a triple. Ooh. He's very fast. No, I assume that he walked. <laughs> yeah, it should have been in the parker, but he just didn't want it enough. Uh, Saturday, though. Calm down, Skip. Yeah, we all Saturday. know how Saturday goes. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because is it the second game of the series that we're good at or just Saturday games? I guess we'll find out here. But, you know, a lot of times we like to read out the play by play for big innings, you know, especially if it's like late in the game. It's, you know, it's uh. <laughs> We want to read out how Tech took the lead or how Tech gave up the lead, but it's rare that we do that in the first inning. Um, so anyway, Nathan, that that sets you up here to read this this out. Yeah, so Tech starts off this rubber match on a Saturday with a single, a single, a walk, two ground outs, but then a hit by pitch, a fielder's choice that records no outs, another <laughs> hit by pitch, what? and now it's three to nothing Bulldogs. Uh, bases are still loaded two outs. Charlotte puts in a new pitcher. Yeah, let's talk about that fielder's choice that records no Please. outs. Charlotte, this whole weekend, challenged everything. Uh, Blue Tech Blue was talking about this all the time on Twitter, where just if there was any play that was somewhat close and they lost the majority of their challenges and just kind of slowed the whole thing down. But the fielder's choice was one of these plays that got challenged because it was hit to short. The shortstop threw it to the second baseman covering second, and the umpire called mm-hmm. him safe. So he went, oh, I better throw it to first. So he threw it to first base, and the umpire there called him safe at first. Uh, So it was a 6-4-3. No one is out on the play. Uh, They challenge it. It gets confirmed. He's safe at first base, and we keep playing and score some more runs because of it. Hilarious. Yeah, uh, on the whole Charlotte slowing things down um, piece, Teddy Allen was on the call this weekend, and I was listening, driving into Ruston for my brother's uh graduation and he was saying that like charlotte batters basically like every single pitch they step <laughs> out they take off their batter's gloves they put them back on tighten uh, them up and then like several times i mean they i mean obviously this we're in the middle of reading this first inning and it, it wasn't going well but they we're made delaying like this. Six, yeah we're delaying now they <laughs> They had like six mound visits in the first two innings of this game. Oh, um, so anyway, uh, Nathan, I don't know where we were. There was a fielder's choice, right? Uh, yeah. So after that fielder's choice, there was another hit by pitch. So it's three nothing Bulldogs right now. Bases are loaded, two outs. Charlotte does one of their three hundred uh, mound visits of the game. Actually pulls the pitcher this time. New guy, first pitch. It's a ball. Okay, fine. That's that's. F- Fair. I mean, he's coming into the game for the first time. His second pitch is over the left center field wall. Wade Elliott, who is verifiably not a home run hitter. I believe this is his fourth on the year is the bottom of the starting lineup in terms of slugging percentage hits a grand slam in the first inning to make it seven to nothing Bulldogs. <laughs> Good DMs, are, DMs are overflowing with hose. Yeah. And this is a, 
the last game of a series too so run rules in the books i mean it's the first inning so you're not going to run rule after the first oh, that would be, be insane epic. that would Wish. be hilarious <laughs> epic get to bat no it's just over <laughs> get out. 20 minutes later everyone goes home you just, you just... brutal so um, pretty good walk start off win in the top of the first inning yeah so pretty good start charlotte make some noise we have some mirrored innings is i guess the best way to put it tech scores one in the top of the second charlotte scores one in the bottom of the second tech scores three in the top of the third charlotte scores three in the bottom of the third and uh, just some quick math here tech is up 11 to 4 after three the announcer on the espn plus broadcast who was a charlotte homer because charlotte was the one producing the broadcast kept talking about how nice it was to only be down seven runs because they just scored three in that bottom of the third. It's like, well, it's not 10 runs, so it feels a lot better to be seven. And yeah, seven's a big number, but it's not 10. He just kept reiterating that point. Seven is definitely not 10. Uh, trust yeah. me. <laughs> seven is more than 10. Is that part of the PE exam, Josh? Yes. Uh, is seven greater than 10? And you go, mm, <laughs> oh, no. man. You pass. Here is, here is your stamp. Here, go, make, go build a bridge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, doing some more math, 15 total runs in the first three innings. But then over the next three innings, zero runs. So a bunch of goose eggs up on the scoreboard. But then in the seventh, needing three runs and three outs to run rule Charlotte, the Bulldogs <laughs> score exactly three runs, including Adarius Myers making it all the way to the home plate uh, under the tag to make the score 14 to four. Now we just need three outs and we can all go home. But then a solo home run by David McCabe makes it 14 to five. And that means uh, we get... I guess free baseball. We're not going to extras, but we continue to play. Or do we? The game was moved up. It was originally supposed to be at 1 or 2 p.m., I think, but it ended up kicking off at 11 Eastern in Charlotte, 10 Central. And that was because they knew of some thunderstorms that were coming into the area, and those came through during this uh, break between the 7th and 8th innings. So the game was delayed. On the broadcast, you actually see some tech players with backpacks heading across the diamond to, I assume, where the team bus was. I kind of thought they were just going to call it where they said it was delayed, but really they were waiting five minutes and then canceling it. But no, it took a couple hours before the official yeah. announcement that the game was canceled and Tech won 14 to 5. I mean, the score is 14 to 5. You're one run away from being run ruled. Just call it if there's thunder. Yeah. yeah. That, I, I mean, it didn't that, really feel like they had a chance to come back. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and honestly, the game wouldn't have lasted as long if they you know, if they didn't go to the mound every other pitch <laughs> to visit, you know, to tell the guy how to the, the batting coach or the third base coach also kept going and talking to hitters. And uh, Teddy Allen was like, what are you, what do you tell a guy when he's down? Oh, two in account. Like, <laughs> don't, don't miss it this time. Like, I don't. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was fun. Um, yeah, I guess that's fair. I have all my hatred towards David McCabe for hitting that home run that kept the game going rather than letting them be run ruled. But yeah, I guess I should actually be directing that hate towards the entire coaching staff of Charlotte for <laughs> wanting the game to go on as long as possible. Maybe they were hoping once they were down that if the game didn't meet the minimum length, then it wouldn't count as an official game. So yeah, they were yeah. trying to postpone it early as long as possible for the rain to get there. And yeah, it just but... didn't work enough. That's my conspiracy theory. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot riding. I don't know if there was a lot riding on this game in particular, but yeah, I mean... Char- well, Charlotte's 17 and 13 now. So if that game didn't count, they would have been 17 and 12. So it, they probably would have been above MTSU in the rankings rather than below them. But I mean, yeah, it, it didn't really 
make a huge difference other than yeah. that. And yeah. At six and seven on the same side of the bracket and all that changes is who you play first. Uh, so yeah, that's probably not really what happened here, but tech has been great at times and then not great at times. And it seems like with these past two weekends that they're just on fire. And then you have the weird end of the game of where you score, you outscore them by nine runs and it still feels kind of like a weird ending to this game. Sounds like Omaha to me, boys. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. But to get to Omaha, we have to make some noise in the tournament. Uh, The conference USA. Yeah. Hopefully we, hopefully win the whole thing. So it's not even in doubt, but as we saw last year, it's possible to lose and still make it. And we were talking months ago, it seemed like Conference USA may be a one-bid league. But according to D1 Baseball, their latest projections have Kusa as a four-bid league with Tech, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, and who was the UTSA. other school that made it? UTSA, yeah. all making the tourney. Yeah, I mean, turns out we've had a strong, uh, strong back half of the season here. I think it looks like we're fifth overall in uh, in conference RPI, only behind the SEC, ACC, Big 12, and Pac-12. And, I mean, three of those schools you mentioned, Tech, UTSA, and ODU, are kind of right on that cusp. We've been talking about the past couple weeks with uh, you know, where we're in the 40s, low 50s in RPI. And um, I guess D1 Baseball has given us all the benefit of the doubt and saying we'll get in. So I hope that's the case, but I would much rather, you know, go ahead and win the conference tournament on usm's field that would be very nice and so we talked the past couple weeks about hoping to avoid being on the same side of the bracket of southern miss which really meant avoiding the four or five seeds and so tech is a two seed which means they did just that the teams that are on their side of the bracket are old dominion middle tennessee and charlotte these four teams including tech will play a double elimination tournament to decide who moves to the championship game against the other side of the bracket So we don't have to worry about Southern Miss, UAB, FAU, or UTSA until the championship game, and that will only be one game against one of those schools. Right. So it's it's just a one-off game to determine the winner of the CUSA tournament? Yeah. I mean, we can be salty about this from last year, where we lost Old Dominion Mm. in the championship game. Gotcha. Uh, Old Dominion, again, on our side of the bracket, they will face off against Middle Tennessee in the opener. We'll play off against Charlotte in the opening game. The team we just played a three-game series against this past weekend. Yeah, uh, looks like our first game will be at twelve thirty p.m. Central on ESPN Plus on what is that Wednesday? Yes. Uh, yeah, Wednesday the twenty fifth, twelve thirty p.m. ESPN Plus. We'll take on Charlotte. Um, so yeah, I figured what we could do for this preview since since we're not even it's not possible for us to play Southern Miss, UAB, FAU, or UTSA until the championship game. Figured we could, you know, spend a little time refreshing about the three teams we do have to play. Um, and then once we make it to the championship game, maybe we can do an emergency pod like we did for basketball. Emergency pod is best pod. Yeah, I well, accept that it didn't work last time when well, we lost both the games in basketball. Yeah. But we'll I'm sure that won't happen else. this year. It's, it's not an emergency pod. It's a uh, synonym. A, yeah, what's a synonym of emergency? Emergency. <laughs> Crisis <laughs> pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a catastrophe pod um, Unex- thanks google Unex- unexpected pod yeah pleasant surprise uh, pod disaster yeah google really thinks emergency is a much more negative word than what we uh, meant it the uh, pod the predicament pod those are pretty good alliteration is <laughs> yeah. always good yeah Thank you, Josh. anyway we'll have a week to think of this because first up tech will play against charlotte 
which we'll probably spend the least amount of time previewing because we just played them. Uh, RPI of 74. They are 35 and 20 on the year, 17 and 13 in conference. Like we talked about last week, they're a team that got really cold uh, around April and then heated back up late April into March, into May, because April goes into May, not March, like I started to say. Uh, That's just way this, you look at it. Yeah, do a Time is cyclical, maybe. Uh, Charlotte, just this past weekend, won the first game against Tech 11-3, then lost the next two 8-3, then 14-5, like we just said. Uh, Evan, who are some of the batters we have to watch on this team, maybe that just, if we forgot who we saw this past weekend? Yeah, I mean, they've only got a couple guys who are above 1.0 in OPS. Uh, it's Jake Cunningham, um, who is at 1.028, bats 316, and uh, had 15 home runs this season. So he's a little bit of a power hitter. Um, and then Cam Fisher has a slightly higher OPS, but a lower average. So he's going to be more of a power hitter. Um, and he led the team in both home runs with 18 and 60 RBIs as well. So um, those two guys uh, definitely um, you know, look out for them when they're at the plate. Yeah, so that Thursday game, that first game of the series that tech lost and got only scored three runs. The starting pitcher for that game was Hale Sims, who I guess was treated more like an opener than a starter because he pitched an inning and then had some trouble early in the second inning, gave up two earned runs and then came in Spencer Geesting, who then pitched seven. Neither of these guys were who I was expecting to pitch Friday based on who was their best ERA starter. Uh, The guy who I was most afraid of was Matt Brooks who came into the series with an ERA of 2.58 and several starts under his belt. He didn't enter until the Saturday game, the third game of the series where he pitched an inning and two thirds in relief and gave up five earned runs. So I'm not really sure what to expect from this pitching staff, I think is the long story. Yeah. Uh, It seems like they don't have like a shutdown guy. You know, I'm looking at their, their ERAs across the board. They don't have anybody even below like, I mean, Matt Brooks is the lowest one at 3.38. So it's not like they have a guy who's like really shut down. That's that's pretty decent for a college guy, but it's not, you know, anything remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. So if Tech beats Charlotte, they'll move on to a game against the winner of Old Dominion Middle Tennessee at 1230 Central on Thursday. If they lose, they'll play before that game against the loser of Old Dominion Middle Tennessee. And that will be at 9 a.m. Central on thursday morning uh probably won't go through all the times here but this side of the bracket is morning heavy yeah we have a 12 30 game a 2 p.m game or that's our latest game until a possible possibly we get a 4 p.m game on uh saturday but because southern miss is hosting the tournament and they're on the other side of the bracket they get all the good times because that's when their fans will go to the game yeah, I, I guess we benefited from this last year, but uh, yeah, we've yeah. been begging to be off of Southern Miss's side this whole time, and I didn't realize that meant you know nine a.m. starts. <laughs> yeah, early morning baseball. I mean, you got to get all the games in one park in Biloxi, not even Biloxi anymore in Hattiesburg. This whole thing is dumb. Uh, <laughs> so if Tech wins, the team they'll probably face is Old Dominion, the three seed. Evan, what can you tell me about the Monarchs? Yeah, I mean Old Dominion. They were pretty decent this year. Obviously, they they got the three seed right behind us, thirty eight and fifteen overall, uh, nineteen and eleven in conference. So just one game back from us. They're actually one spot higher than Tech right now in RPI. So this would be a very good win to pick up if we can. Um, they're number forty five. We're number forty six. And back in late April, I think it was that last weekend of April, they 
won their first game against Tech five to nothing. Uh, pretty much completely shut down the Bulldogs, and then lost ten to five and eight to four. Two of those games Nathan was present for, I think. Yeah. Um, so Nathan, what do you remember uh, from those games? You know, any batters that stand out, or uh, you know, to start us out here? Yeah, the name that stuck in my head is Matt Kootenay, and that's because his last name is Courtney without the R. But he also <laughs> has put up some good numbers so far this season: one point two seven four OPS, a three sixty four batting average, twenty five home runs, sixty five RBIs. The home runs are a good point. This team hits a lot of them on the year. I'm kind of surprised yeah. not to see more of them when we faced off against them. Um, I have no idea if Southern Mrs. Park is hitter friendly or pitcher friendly or whatever, but with the warm weather coming through right now, usually you have more home runs than in the cold months. So this is a team that can score some quickly. Uh, there are three other batters other than Matt Kootenay that have an OPS of above one. And then two more that are above the 950 mark for OPS. Andy Gariola, 1.122 OPS, 22 home runs, is really the other one to keep your eye on. Against Tech, Kootenay went 3 of 13 and Gariola went 4 of 14. So they didn't rake against Tech, but those aren't horrible numbers either. Yeah, I mean, this team can can rake, absolutely. Like, I mean, four guys above one, that's... Did we even have four guys above one last year? That's a good question. Well, you talk about the pitching. I'll go look that up. Uh, the main pitcher to watch out for is that guy who shut us down uh, five to nothing on on the Friday night game. Um, we talked about it quite a bit because, you know, we were trying to figure out if maybe, you know, Tech's Friday night guy isn't as good as other teams Friday night guys. This was back when we were trying to figure out why Tech wins all the Saturday games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, obviously he shut us out. And only allowed three hits in his seven innings of work. Um, on the season, though, he's got a 1.41 ERA, which is pretty crazy for a guy who's who's starting. Uh, 0.93 walks and hits per innings innings pitched, and a 65 to seven strikeout to walk ratio. So, guy does not walk people, basically. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping that he pitches the first game against yeah. Middle Tennessee, and then we just don't have to face him. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Pantos would be another guy we might face. 3.8 ERA, 1.51 whip. Uh, Maybe he'll be their day two starter when we play them. Um, He wasn't great against Tech. Three and a third innings pitched. Gave up three earned runs and seven hits. Yeah, I would much rather see him than Morgan for sure. Yeah. Uh, Also, to answer the question about the OPS guys from last year, if you exclude Jackson Slaughter, who only had four at-bats, Tech had two batters with an OPS of above one. Hunter Wells and Parker Bates. Fun fact. Sounds like ODU's got a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, And the same with Charlotte. It feels like both these teams are scarier than what we saw when we played them. And maybe that's just a boogeyman doesn't really exist and their stats are a little misleading. It's very possible Tech won both those series against both those teams, but they can easily beat Tech in a best of one in this tournament. The the games we lost were just bad. Yeah. 5-0 5-0 to ODU and then 11-3 against Charlotte. Yeah. Also doesn't help that it was the first game we saw them, you know, that both of those happened. So moving through the tournament, you only get one shot yep. um, at each team. Do not but... miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, looking at this MTSU Old Dominion um, matchup on Wednesday morning, is it? Yeah, Wednesday at 9 a.m., right, is when they play? Yeah. Um, here's how here's how their series went. This was opening 
uh, the opening series of Conference USA. Friday night, Old Dominion went to Murfreesboro and won 23 to 7. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then Saturday, they won 6 to 3. Uh, Old Dominion won 6 to 3. And then MTSU got one back on Sunday, winning 13 to 5. So a lot of high scoring baseball there. 23 runs in that opening game. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say ODU will win that one. But there's a good chance we'll see MTSU as well at some point. So why don't we go ahead and cover them, too? Yeah, these three teams that are on Tech's side of the bracket, Tech took two or three from Charlotte, two or three from Old Dominion, one of three from Middle Tennessee, who is the lowest ranked team on this side of the bracket at number seven. Yeah, at home, too. Yeah, they're number six, actually. Charlotte's number seven. But... So Charlotte's ranked lower, but probably a better team. Middle Tennessee is probably thought to be the worst team on this side of the bracket, and Tech did the poorest against them. Uh, RPI 57, 29 and 24 record with 17 and 13 in conference. Those games against Tech were a 7-3 win for the Blue Raiders, a 4-2 loss and a 6-3 win in 12 innings for Middle Tennessee back in late April. Weird. Uh, Yeah. This has been a weird year for Tech, I think. Yeah, I'm glancing through well, yeah, the I schedule. Mean, it's been odd. And we'll we'll do like a season recap at some point. But I mean, it feels like we've been more critical of this team than maybe we should have been. Because, <laughs> you know, they, like I said last week, they, I thought they were going to go on the road and find a way to, you know, come out of Charlotte with the series win. And they did. Right. And pretty convincingly, too. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look like they were going to. You know, they also went on the road uh, and beat Old Dominion in a series and also went on the road and beat UTSA in a series, which we weren't even impressed by at the time. But now they're they're, you know, projected to be a tournament team. So those two series wins plus the Charlotte series wins are going to be very big. But anyway, that's not what we're doing right now. We are uh, we're previewing MTSU. Yeah. And Middle Tennessee only has one batter with an OPS of above point nine zero zero batter. Yeah, yeah. Just one. He just keeps going. He has yeah. to. He has a home runner strikeout. Nothing else can happen. No, they use ghost runners like we used to do back in uh, <laughs> back in back in the neighborhood. Instead of all time quarterback, he was all time batter. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, Jackson Galloway is that one man show. He bats three forty eight oh, uh, batting God. average with a nine sixty two OPS. Jesus so that Christ tells me a lot of singles. Uh, Thirty two RBIs. Uh, Middle Tennessee, though, as a team, doesn't hit the ball all that well. No one in double-digit home runs. No one with over 32 RBIs and a team batting average of 277. Just, is this right? Like, I'm looking at their stat page again because I'm making sure I wrote this down right. No one has double-digit home runs. Like, one guy's above .9. Like, what? what is happening? How are they, you know, how is this the batting of a team that's the sixth seed? I just don't understand. I don't know. It's just weird that they're, like, winning enough games to be in this position when they when they don't bat that well. I mean, their team average is 277, um, which I don't know what ours is. Ours is ours is only 275 apparently, but yeah, I don't I guess they're just more balanced. Yeah. And they don't they don't have like one or two guys that bring up the average. They're just all, you know, sitting there around like 2 270, I guess. And it's not like their pitching is otherworldly either. Uh Peyton Wigginton a fun name to say 1.24 walks and hits per innings pitched 3.66 era 66 to 14 strikeout to walk ratio those are good numbers but not lights out enough to make up for a subpar offense and he gave up two and run six hits and five walks in the loss to tech in april 
Yeah, so he was actually their starter when MTSU lost um, to us. So that's interesting. He's their best pitcher. But they also have another guy who's pretty close to him in stats. Uh, 1.39 whip, uh, 5.31 ERA. So quite a bit higher, you know, about a run and a half more. Um, but he did pitch a complete game against Tech uh, in that 7-3 to victory that they had on Friday night of that series with only six hits allowed. Again, probably the guy I would expect them to throw out on Wednesday. So a guy we at least won't face in the first or second round. But, I mean, you never really know how things work out near the end of the weekend. And just, it doesn't really matter who your freshest arm is anymore. You just got to find a way to get innings out of these guys. Um, I guess that brings us to a pretty good discussion point. Tech, like a lot of these other teams that we'll face, doesn't really have a true Friday night guy. I mean, Cade Gibson has been it, but it's not like he's as lights out as some of these other number one pitchers for this team how do y'all think that tech will work with the pitching that they have i mean kyle krieger can't come out and pitch four and a third innings or four and two thirds innings every game in this tournament as you fair i who am i to doubt the mighty kyle krieger is there anyone that you're thinking okay we need to throw this guy out night one do we just go with who's been our friday starter Cade gibson even though he doesn't have the best era or other stats what are y'all thinking hmm. yeah i mean it's it's tough. I mean, if you look at who we've thrown, or who's thrown the most innings on our team, it's Gibson, Ryan Jennings, Jonathan Fincher, uh, Krigger, Jarrett Wharf, Greg Martinez. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess Cade Gibson's been our, our Friday guy for a while now, but he hasn't really gotten the job done. He's five and five on the year, which I know wins and losses aren't the best stat, but I mean, he's picked up five losses, right? And that's, that's significant enough to me to well, say... Even worse, his earned runs given up over the past five or six starts. So we have the Marshall series, he gave up eight. The Middle Tennessee series, he gave up five. The Old Dominion series, he gave up four. Florida Atlantic, eight. Western Kentucky, three. Charlotte, five. The FIU series, he gave up zero over five over eight innings pitch. Southern Miss, a team that swept us, he only gave up two. He hey, struggled. they didn't sweep us. We, we beat them we got one. one game. You're right. You're right. I keep thinking they we did because the they should have. Yeah, they should have swept us is really why that's stored in my brain incorrectly. But Rice, he also pitched six innings and gave up zero earned runs. And earned runs aren't the end-all, be-all stat for pitchers, but things have not looked good for him lately. The only reason why I think he's stuck as the Friday night starter this late in the year is because we don't have a better person to put in his place. But, I mean, that's the same problem as who do we pitch on Wednesday morning afternoon. Right. Yeah, I I mean, mean, he can't lose his first game. Like, yeah, we got to at least win this. Yeah, I mean, so do you go with your best pitcher? I mean, but you don't all, want to do that. But, but but who's that? How do you? Yeah, how do you determine who that is? I I don't know. I mean, I think Fincher's probably who I'd say is but our Fincher best. Fincher also hasn't started a game in several months. Uh, I mean, he he started twelve games. I mean, I know it, he. You has don't it, forget, but yeah. Uh, he's got 16 appearances, 12 starts. So, I mean, it's not like, I, I don't know. I, and how do you respond if you put Fincher out there and, you know, he gives up four runs in the top of the first inning, right? Like, I, I like him in a long relief position where if you put Gabe Gibson out there and he struggles immediately, you you know, okay, we're going to Jonathan Fincher as soon as we need to. And it's kind of like last year we saw with the Southern Miss, you know, doubleheader Saturday, we just said, we're just worried about making it to game two. And then when we get to game two, you know, <laughs> who knows who's yeah. starting uh and you toss greg martinez out there and he does a great job but yeah it'll be 
it'll be really interesting to see how we handle this. I think we've got a solid core of guys, but nobody's been the guy this year except for Kyle Krieger as the closer, you know? Yeah. And at that point, do you start to think about putting Kyle Krieger in the game earlier? <laughs> do you pitch him and the championship game to start? Because why not? Oh, does that ruin his mojo? Yeah. I I think I think you gotta be more careful with Krieger and say, you know, obviously if it's an elimination game and we're tied, you know, and the bases are loaded in the sixth inning, yeah, go ahead and put him out there to get the out, right? But if it's you know, if it's like the third inning of the second game and we've won the first game, like I don't want to see Kyle Krieger yet. I want him to be available for the rest of the the games, you know, to come yeah. in in the seventh and later because he can he can pitch back to back days if you limit him to like, you know, 25, 30 pitches max. Right. Yeah. Um, And he'll give a lot more in this tournament than he would in a normal week, too. You're going to have a deep bench here, which is good because we've got a bunch of pitchers who can be very good. The problem is, like I said. None of them have been like, okay, here's your obvious Friday starter. I mean, last year we had the same starting rotation for like all weekend series, right? So we haven't, we haven't had that consistency this year, but you know, I think last year we were the two seed in the tournament. So I guess we got exactly the same results (laughs) as we did last year with this method. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, And so hopefully that pitching is able to perform and the bats are able to show up as they have the past couple weekends. And Tech is able to make it at least a bit through this tournament, if not all the way to the championship game. Uh, so I think I want to combine two questions here. How far do you think Tech will go in the tournament? Do you think they'll win the whole thing? Or do you think they, they go 0-2 or somewhere in between? And do you think that that's far enough to make it into a regional uh, for the NCAA regional round? Uh, Evan, do you want to start? Uh, sure. Um, man, I, th- I think... Uh... I think we'll probably beat Charlotte to start out with. Um, the familiarity is going to be good. Uh, they didn't do so well against um, against the pitcher that Charlotte went with on Thursday, but you know they just saw that guy. So hopefully, you know, hopefully we can, we can uh, we can play that to our advantage. Obviously, they'll play that to their advantage too. But I think we'll win the opening game and then probably uh, just like last year, drop that game two. You know, last year we we dropped game two to Southern Miss um, and had to had to fight our way back in. And I think we'll we'll then win on Friday morning and make it to Saturday and probably have to play, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to say. Old Dominion, I guess. And uh, that could go either way. I mean, I, I think if we make it to Saturday, we've done enough. Our side of the bracket has really good RPIs, you know, strong RPIs. These are neutral site games, so that'll help us to win against these teams and it won't hurt us a lot to lose against them. So, uh, yeah, I think if we make it to Saturday to answer part B of the question, we'll be, we'll be good. Uh, and we'll be in a regional. I don't see us winning this tournament. I think making it to the championship game and drop into Southern Miss is, is where, where my official, uh, prediction is going to lie. We'll be runner ups, runners up again this year. Always the bridesmaid, uh, Matt, do you think a similar, yeah, situation for what, happens for the third time in three months will be yeah. the runners up in a championship game hmm. the most painful outcome always seems the most likely uh so i'm going to say that we win every game from now on to the end of the year okay is that, well, is that painful is that painful i'm confused <laughs> no <laughs> we we've we've seeded our faith okay for so long now it's a time now it's the time for the harvest we will reap what we have sown 
So I'm flying to Omaha is what you're telling me. Well, you're flying to Kansas City and then and driving to Omaha. Stew, and then be reasonable. Evan. We're gonna hop in the <laughs> gonna hop into the Hinden Josh and fly to Omaha. <laughs> the Hinden Josh. Yes. Hinden Josh is not regulation. It is not safe. <laughs> you're an engineer. Uh yeah, we're just gonna win every game. All we're right. Gonna take, we're gonna take the fucking tournament, boys. Damn. I, I should have gone second. Yeah, so we went from pessimism to blind optimism to Josh. How do you think? Uh, let's. I guess I'll go somewhere in the... Mm, well, okay, let's see. I think we need to at least make the semifinal round to stand a chance at being picked or making the field. So, of course, it would be peak tech for us to bow out before that. However, I think we will... Mm, I think we'll manage to beat Charlotte somehow lose the ODU and have to climb back up the loser bracket and get to the semifinal. But I don't think we make it. I think ODU beats us a second time and we don't even make the final. Yeah. I mean, I think ODU's who I'm the most scared of, right? Because I think pitching is harder to manage in these tournaments and ODU can fucking hit the ball. Right. So like their strength is batting, not pitching. Uh, our strength is in being a pretty well-rounded team on both sides, but you know, pitching gets exposed the second that one guy isn't ready to go. So I, I think Old Dominion's probably the biggest threat on our side, you know, to to knock us out. Like you said, Josh, it's yeah. a really good point. I, I think you're right that Old Dominion's the biggest threat, but I think that Tech loses their first game against Charlotte. Uh, oh, when we go please. back to the basketball talk about those games that we made to the championship and then lost. Uh, we talked about trying to beat a team three times in a row is very difficult to do. We brought up metaphors so. with with the Saints and Buccaneers. And I Tech just beat Charlotte twice, and they did it pretty convincingly. And I'm always kind of worried when we run up the score against a team because the next day we never seem to do very well against the same team. And granted, there's a, a few days in between game three of that series and game one of this tournament. But I think Charlotte's going to come in with a chip in their shoulder and something to prove. And I think they take the first game away from Tech. But then Tech, which always seems to perform better with their backs to the wall, especially if Kyle Krieger is anything to go by, uh, will work their way through the Losers Tournament, have to play Old Dominion twice, beat them twice, the similar way that we did to Southern Miss last year. Not quite as exciting, but kind of poetic since we lost in the championship game to Old Dominion last year. We beat Old Dominion twice. We don't even face Southern Miss we face UTSA, Ooh, and spicy. I think the Roadrunners win it. I think Roadrunners win the Kusa Championship this year. Oh, gosh. I cannot deal with more oh, of them. Oh, my God. Please, no. Jesus Christ. But Tech uh, makes the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I mean, and if gets we make it. in the College Park Regional because I'm just going to go ahead and <laughs> shoot my shot. Yeah. I mean, so the latest D1 baseball projections have us as a three seed in Stillwater. Uh, playing at the Oklahoma State, uh, playing against Arkansas in the opening round. So that'll be fun. Good God. Uh, and then, yeah, so, I mean, they have us as a pretty strong in, I would say, if we're a three seed, that puts us in what well, the... Not really, because the four seeds are going to be conference championship auto bids. Oh, you're right. You're right. So that we're not, we're, we weren't in their first, last four in or whatever it was called, but yeah. I can't imagine we're too close from the bottom of, of those picks. I think the only way that we're not in the conversation is either to go 0 and 2. Um, and then I think that might put us out. But I think even if we're able to beat Charlotte's got the lowest RPI, I think. So 
you know, if we're able to pick up a win against Old Dominion or MTSU, I think that'll be enough. But I would much rather, you know, yeah. much rather win the whole thing or make it, like I said, to Saturday. I, fe- I would feel safe if we make it to Saturday. Yeah, same. I think we need two wins. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how many losses before we get those two wins. We could go two nothing, then 0 oh and 2, but we need two wins. And I think we're in the NCAA regionals. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. So that's a lot of baseball talk. And we'll have some more baseball talk after this weekend of games. And hopefully we'll have a, would we decide on calling it uh, the emergency pod, but not called emergency? Uh, let's predicament go pod. Pre- the predicament pod. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the tweet of the week. Where instead of talking about baseball, let's talk about football because the USFL season is still going on and uh, Louisiana Tech 2.0, also known as the Birmingham Stallions, continues to do pretty well in this league. Head coached by Skip Holtz, quarterbacks usually by Jamar Smith and have a few other tech players on this team. The tweet of the week goes to at USFL Stallions where there's a video between Jamar and... Bo Scarborough, the former Alabama running back, talking about where they're going to get breakfast after they win. And I I just miss football. Yeah. It's it's yeah, I miss Jamar's like living his best life, man. It's just so nice to see. Happy for him. Jamar and Skip, a winning combination. Usually. And I saw, <laughs> yeah, I saw um like a an, a different interview from this game with Jamar. I guess there was a lightning delay and he was like stretching and stuff, you know, and they were interviewing him and uh, you know, he was just talking. He's just so happy to like have the opportunity to still be playing football, and it's just fun to see. I appreciate it. So shout out, shout out to the Birmingham Stallions. I also want to shout out real quick. Uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. still making some waves. Uh, did pretty well at the NBA Combine, so we'll see what he decides to do. But you know, he he was. I guess there was a fan vote for who people wanted to see interviewed after the game, and. Uh, after one of the NBA combine uh, scrimmages. And so he got on the mic and was talking to talking to him. And I mean, just uh, he's his stock continues to go up. And uh, as far as I understand, he has to decide by June 1st if he's staying in the NBA draft or if he's coming back to college. And so, you know, he'll probably have team meetings and stuff these next couple weeks or meetings with teams rather and uh, decide if he's going to you know, be a high enough draft pick to make the kind of money he wants to make. Or if he's going to be a draft pick at all, I guess that is a possibility, right? Yeah. And so Anything's possible. And maybe by next week's show, we'll have an idea. If not, by the week after, we'll be able to talk about Junior's decision. It won't be streamed on ESPN, and he won't be taking his talents to South Beach, most likely. But that oh, about wraps yeah, it up. Maybe. Yeah, he, he could. Yeah, I guess there's a, what, 1 in they've, 30 shot? They've got a, they've got a late first round, uh, late second round pick you know well they don't play in south beach anyway so um that 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 gets that from happening yeah i don't know that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech please (laughs) untie podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e or head to our blog where there's one final week of the baseball contest for the kusa baseball tournament same question same everything but it has to do with the tournament instead of the week's games so make sure you fill that out uh, i haven't graded this week's it? yet oh, okay nope, I was because we're say. recording this a night early and i'll do that on monday uh so that will be out tomorrow we'll see how that goes and <laughs> it's a tie race it's very close up at the top and evan's one of the guys up at the top Whew, nervous so no pressure uh yeah. gtpdd.doc slash contest 
And while you're there, go ahead and buy a shirt of the month. This month's shirt of the month still is the pump it up shirt with balloons being pumped up. It's a joke. You should please laugh. Uh, GTPDD.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Josh. And go tech. Please don't die. Josh, go to see Rebecca Black with me. Okay, let's do it. R- RB and KB. Uh, also, she looks, she's got like red spiky hair. I'm very confused. Um, it's Rebecca Red now. <laughs> Fuck you, Josh. God damn it. <laughs>